Hi guys and welcome back to a brand new episode of Anime Podcasters. Today we are discussing a topic that I promised Hotshot we would do no matter what he picked at the end of the last last episode. And that topic was anime battle items. So that's what we are doing today. We both have five battle items each that we're going to be listening off, nerding out about and everything. But before we get into any of that, how are you Hotshot? Have you uh, succumbed to any amazing adventures finding a microphone lately? <sighs> I really don't want to do this, Jaden. <laughs> I really want you to do this, though. So. <laughs> I still don't want to tell the people that I looked in a desk instead of the dresser where the mic actually was. <laughs> <laughs> I call Hacha. I'm like, right, are you ready? He's like, wait. W- w- ready for what? I'm like, that, today's the podcast. Like, oh, I completely forgot. Starts frantically looking for the microphone. <laughs> Text Kyo, where is it? Looks in the wrong place. <laughs> so we we both texted Kyo asking where the microphone was, because as you guys know, me and Kyo live together. And texted him. He said it was in the bottom uh, part of his dresser. I start looking in the drawer, and I'm looking in the desk. I tell I tell Kyo that it's not there, and then he texts back in my dresser, and I'm like, "Oh!" And I found it immediately after that. But at the same time, it's just like, "Why am I looking at the desk when he said dresser?" Oh I, my god! I I am just now waking up. I've been up for less than two hours as of now. <laughs> at this point, he's sipping his uh, anime pool coffee. And he's good to go, though. But seriously, uh, before we get into this topic and everything... Anapool! Anapool. Before we get into this topic, um, so what defines a battle item? Uh, Let's just get into, like, what went to our picks and, like, more, like, coverage about this. And then we'll we'll, we'll go into our actual picks. So anything that that a uh, warrior, a... Uh, someone who you battles in anime uses as a means to an end. So basically, um, I, I guess it can technically be living, but like a Pokemon is not a battle item. If like I, I give a perfect example, Pikachu is not a battle item, but if Pikachu was sword shaped, no, Pokemon's Pikachu- not a battle item. Pokemon's no. just a battle slave. Yeah, yeah. basically. But if, po- if if Pikachu was like sword shaped and Ash like c- carried it around, and it was like this thing that like could maybe have some sort of life to it and it didn't have any specific attacks it just was lightning powered that could be more of a battle item than just a straight up pokemon so basically like kunai shuriken those are battle items uh, uh akamaru it's not a battle item <laughs> no akamaru is an adorable little cinnamon bun that's what akamaru is <laughs> next up podcast anime cinnamon buns but basically it's if any it's anything that the anime warrior or fighter in question uses other than their own physical power or uh that's that's essentially it like say goku for example we can't say fists for battle item it has to be something that they can carry into battle and in any case at any point, they can lose the item. Like, what it if, can be knocked away from him in a fight. What if Goku cuts off his own arm and uses his other arm to hit people with the arm he cut off? Is that considered battle technically, item? That's, technically, that's still his own physical strength. Ah, uh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Okay, I so- mean, if that if that was the case, then my list would be so much worse. <laughs> okay, um, do you want to say anything else, or can we get into this? I think we can go ahead and get into this. Okay, who goes first? I'll let you pick. 
I'll go first because it was my idea, and I'm going to take this one because I know for a fact that you're going to if I don't. Oh, no! What's your pick? <laughs> don't we always run into this problem, though? Just we start go. doing picks. Just no, no. I want, I, I want the tension to, <laughs> to build. I am slowly peeling it away, and then I will rip it off right when it's at the end. Okay. So how are you, Jaden? <laughs> Just go ahead and say it. Alright, so my first battle item is the Sensu Bean from Dragon Ball Z. Totally not gonna pick that one, not even kidding. Seriously? Aw. No, okay, like, it's okay. It's okay, it's okay, you. you'll it's okay, you'll pick my next one. <laughs> yeah, I, I I tried not to go too mainstream with my choices, but go ahead, the Sensu okay. Anyway, I'm picking the Sensu Bean because well, like Jaden said, it is mainstream, but at the same time it is kind of iconic. <laughs> It's kind of a retcon for, like, all Dragon Ball Z fights, and if you guys don't know what it is, essentially the Sensu Bean is a cure-all for battle damage, for anything having to go wrong in your life if you're a fighter. <laughs> so, um, probably the most iconic me uh, memory that I have of Sensu Bean is when Gohan is during the Cell Saga, when Gohan and Goku and everyone else are fighting Cell. And then when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then Goku. <laughs> then Goku tags out. He's beaten Cell up pretty bad. Cell's minorly injured him. And then he sends in his own son and tosses Cell a Sensu Bean, curing him and giving him back to 100% power. And it's just like, what? I. What? No. <laughs> just no. So, it's basically a retcon for any battle damage ever in Dragon Ball. If you have a Sensu Bean or a bag of Sensu Beans, you're basically unstoppable unless they kill you outright. Or to destroy the Sensu Beans. Or destroy the Sensu Beans, which has happened more than once. Do you not remember the Cooler movie uh, where uh, Gohan had like a bag of Sensu Beans or something, and then he put like one in his like little like belt pouch thing, and then like the bag got destroyed, but he still had the one to give back yeah. to Goku? Yeah, yeah, just yeah. like the bag bursted into flames, or burst into flames. Into key energy flames, it. yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, I also remember Yajirobe, like eating a crap ton of sensu beans and just like being like, I ate too many sensu beans, and like rolling around like in pain. Well, I mean, I don't imagine they taste good, but they get the job done. Basically. Or, but, like, I think, like, the sense of is a great thing. Like, Corrin really invented, like, the key to, like, success in uh, Dragon Ball with the Sensu Beans. The Sensu Beans is what allowed Goku to train so hard on his way to, to Namek, right? Wait, in that gravity pod of a, of a spaceship. Like, I mean, without those Sensu Beans... Uh, a lot of could have gone wrong, way more wrong than it has in Dragon Ball. So, no, it's a great, 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 great pick. Yeah, it's just yeah. way too mainstream for Jaden. <laughs> I mean, I do have a Dragon Ball pick, and I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, for for safety sakes, I, I feel like I should pick it. I, I should do it now. Like you don't pick my pick. Okay, uh, fine. Go ahead. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I am picking the Pataras from Dragon Ball Z. The what? The Pataras. What are Pataras? Are you serious right now? I don't know what it is off the top you of my head. You don't know what the Pataras are? What are the Pataras? From the Supreme Kai's? Pataras? Vegito? Oh, the earrings? Yeah! Okay. 
I just call them fusion earrings. Yeah! Well, Jane's going super Canadian over there. What? Okay, okay, okay. Let's get back to the earrings here. So basically, yeah, the Bataras are uh, earrings that uh, basically you and your partner put the earrings together and then your bodies will collide with one another and you will fuse into a much stronger being. Uh, so the most popular fusion that we know with this one is uh, Vegeta when Vegeta and Goku uh, fuse together to become Vegeta when they uh, fight Super Brew and they basically destroy Super Brew in a sense um, until they decide to go back and do the whole Kid Buu Super Saiyan 3 thing and Spirit Bomb the good old fashioned way. But the Pataras could be a very destructive uh, combo. Um, I, obviously the weakness here is if like one Patara gets destroyed, or if your uh, partner is unable to catch a Patara when thrown at him, <coughs> cough, go on, <coughs> cough, go on. Um, that's obviously a weakness of it, but it's a very powerful thing. It, it increases the power of the uh, fusion tremendously. I don't know if it's more than the original fusion, but it definitely increases the power a lot. Uh, and I mean, we saw in the oh wow, giant music referring the tournament of power in an anime podcast. In the tournament of power, when uh, uh, Kefla uh, uh, became a thing. Uh, it was Kale and Khalifa. They both they were both uh, Super Saiyan women from uh, Universe Six, and they uh, the Grand Zenos were like, "Oh, let's allow Pataras now." Like the role at the beginning of the tournament of power, it's like no Pataras, uh, no items allowed whatsoever. And then they're like halfway through, "Ah, eh, no, let's switch the rules." And they're like Pataras for everyone. So obviously they throw the Pataras, and then Ke- uh, Kefla becomes a thing. And uh, the only disadvantage too is that you reduce your numbers from two people to one person in a tournament of power uh, situation. That's bad because you do lose one member and it's a tournament of how many people stand at the end um but it's a very powerful item that you really cannot deny the strength of like this is it, this is a, a great thing that like comes into clutch moments obviously uh, the whole janemba uh, movie the pataras uh, defeated janemba uh, so a great battle item in my opinion i mean i'm gonna say i'm gonna say it is i just kind of wish that we got to see more fu- i mean i haven't seen super so i don't know exactly what happens in that one but I just wish that we got to see more fusions with the earrings other than just Vegito. Right, right, right. I, I feel like I, I think there's like some uh there's some like mock ones out there or like some spoof ones out there. Um, no, there are. There's um there's a fusion of Chi Chi and Bulma out there. Oh yeah. There's also a, I think what was it like a Krillin and Oh I forget. There's so many out there. It- it's got to be Krillin and Tien because you can't fuse with a bald person unless you're bald. Or there was a Tien and Yamcha one, but that was the actual fusion, not the Pataras. Tien and Yamcha? Tien and Yamcha. What was it? Yan Yan? I forget, I forget. But the thing with the Pataras is like. You, Ticha. You don't have it to was be... Ticha. <laughs> The thing is with the Pataras is that you don't have to be the exact same, like, power level, like, the actual fusion dance. Like, I mean, I could fuse with Goku if I wanted to, and I'm a human with a very low power level, right? Very. Thank you. Uh, any <laughs> other comments on the Pataras, my good friend? Um, I actually do want to hear, like, this isn't just on the earrings, this is just like a, a what-if scenario. What would be a Vatari fusion that you actually would want to see? I would love to see Frieza with Boo. Free Boo. <laughs> Booza. I that okay, what uh so it'd probably be like Final Form Frieza in that case? Uh no, because Final Form Frieza is definitely way stronger than Boo. Because Boo is like Super Saiyan 3 level. 
And Final Form Frieza keeps up with Super Saiyan God. So, um, it would... I don't know. It would be a good question. No, I said, is, final, I said Final Form, not Gold Frieza. Oh, well, to me, the Final Form is the Golden Form, because that is the Final Form. Yeah, but it's not... The final, final form isn't final anymore if there's a new form that exceeds it. Okay, fine. True Frieza. True Standard final... Frieza. You know, just too many transformations in Dragon Balls when you're arguing about which one's the final one. Dragon Doll... Dragon Doll. Dragon Ball debut final form Frieza. Basically. Uh, but it would be crazy if you think about it. Like, Death Beams and, like, Frieza could absorb people now and absorb their strength and could heal uh, heal himself. And it would be in this material that, like, if you punch, it doesn't actually, like, do any damage. You know what I mean? It would be insane. Mm. Turn people into chocolate with your Death Beams? Like, crazy. That would actually be awesome. Actually, if it was Frieza, if it was Frieza and Boo, I could imagine like uh, Frieza trying to do the Planet Buster, and it just turns the entire world into chocolate. <laughs> yes, I want to. I want to I wanna see. I want to see that happen. <laughs> oh all right, all right. That's all I got on Pataras. Uh, is there anything else for you, or do you want right. to go to your next? Pick? That's that's all I got on them. So I'll go over to my second pick then. All right. Oh my God! Right on the second pick. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Alright, so my second pick is also kind of a standard one, but oh well, that's just how I roll. I'm picking the food pills from Naruto. Oh my god, the food pills, yes, great pick. So, if you guys don't know what these are, basically they enhance your stamina, they enhance your uh, damage output and everything else for, I think it gives you up to like three days of practically unlimited stamina. Because when they were debuted in the most memorable part that I can think of, anyway, is when blah 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 blah, is when Naruto was fighting against Kiba and Kakashi was commenting on the food pills that he was using, and immediately after taking the food pills, he Kiba immediately gives Naruto a run for his money, using constantly just fang over fang attacks and just constantly bouncing all over the place. It. It makes you an absolute beast if used correctly. Is what I'm trying to say here. Right, right. I remember Choji saying something about like the army would use the, the these food pills all the time. The military would use the food pills all the time in Naruto. Yeah, that's that's where I'm getting the three days from. He said once they ate the food pills, they could attack for like three days straight without a break. Ridiculous. And if you give, imagine giving like. An army of, say you gave an army of, like, Kakashi's food pills. That would, no. <laughs> I don't no, want to no, be on, there. I want to be on that side, please. I don't want to fight against that. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. No, thank you. But the the food pill, like, as awesome as it is, I feel like it's, it's fairly, like, it, it's not impressive i guess or maybe because it's the fact it's, it's not as mainstream it's not like as big of a draw than the senzu bean you know what i mean um Ma like to well no because i mean it does just in damage your attack and like really the only time that we can actually really see it used is the tuning exam because after that it is used but not nearly as much and i guess the the time that it's used more is actually in the games which in the uh ultimate ninja storm games you take the food pills, and it does increase your attack. Though there are three different types. There's a small type, a medium type, and a large type. Uh, small increases your attack for a short time, medium, medium, and large for a long time. 
right, right. I'm reading here on the wiki that apparently when Naruto was training, um, S Sakura would like invented like a very small version of the food pill and would deliver deliver him twelve food pills a day. I don't know. So I guess like medical nin ninja are able to create food pills now. That's a thing apparently. I mean, it makes sense because basically medical ninja are seen as supporters and them having things to support like the fighters would make a lot of sense. No, it does. It does make sense. Um, I just, I, I feel like this is like something really used by the uh, Inuzuka clan a lot. Um, Kiba, like, basically this is like the, the staple of like Kiba's entire uh, battle plan. Like, if he doesn't have food pills of Akamaru... Oh, yeah, the food pills are the staple. Not at all what they actually fight with. You know, the dogs. Sorry, sorry. It's like, it's like <laughs> the wrong thing there. I think it's it's essential. There we go. Yeah, it's definitely needed if you're in Azuka. Yeah. So that's that's all I got on food pills. I feel like this is more of a like a like I, like I said, it's a, more of a minor thing. Um, but it's def it could definitely help you out in in big moments for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I don't in my list. I didn't exactly go for the biggest or the most powerful food, uh, items. I went for the things that will, if used right, will immediately turn the tide of battle. Right, right, right. But like. If I'm correct, these things like increase blood flow. Is that correct? I think so. Yeah. Okay. Because I so it's, ba it's basically it's basically like a shot of adrenaline. Yeah, because I remember this being a thing uh, that we discussed uh, in the uh, with Ben. Ben and I did this podcast uh, reconstructing the Sasuke retrieval arc, and uh, at the towards the end of that podcast, spoiler alert, uh, we discussed uh, like different uh, alternatives that like uh, the sound. Uh, the, no, the, sorry, the, the Leaf Village could have used to, like, battle against the Sound Ninja 4. And one of them was, let's say, you know how Sakon was doing that jutsu that fuses with uh, Kiba's body? Yeah. Let's say Kiba swallows, uh, like, all the food pills he had is, in his ninja pouch just to increase his blood flow. Like, on the molecular level, would not would that not screw up Sakon way more with too much blood flow or something? Like, it was just an idea like that. So I feel like there's alternative ways to use this, to, like, as a suffering thing. Yeah, I guess I can see where you're coming from on that. It would be interesting. Like, um, the results were kind of inconclusive on that because we don't know like the extent of Sakon's jutsu when he fuses with someone. But it was just, it would be interesting. I, w I would love, I, lo I would have loved to have seen what that would have given. Would you have though? I would have. Yes. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. My turn. Yep. I am going for. Uh... You stole my pick. Ah, come on! I actually might be stealing your pick with this one because this I'm is just the last pick where you potentially could be stealing it. Like the last, the next picks, I know you will not be taking any of them. Uh, okay, I am let's picking, see what I am picking Samehara from Naruto as well. Samehara, Samehara. See, okay, I think you're totally safe because I don't know Japanese words. Okay, I'm using, uh, I'm taking uh, Kisami's sword. Okay, that makes so you're using shark skin. Got it. Yeah, shark skin. Sorry, I should probably use the uh, English names. Uh, shark skin, an amazing, amazing uh, sword. Uh, it's it's regarded as one of the best swords in for the seven uh, uh, swordsmen of the mist. This this ninja sword basically it's trans uh, it's, uh, it's it's sentient in the sense that it has its own feelings and will. Uh, it's crazy because uh, it, it basically becomes one with the with the, with the user where uh, it doesn't like slash you stuff like. Let's Let's say uh, it uh, you get hit, you almost get hit by hit, and you dodge it. It will absorb your chakra, and like when you do get hit by hit by it, it like uh, it shaves it, it. It 
uh, I don't even, what's the word here? Like, there's like many like blades that come out of it and just like scrape it within you. It's like, this thing like screws you up big time. It absorbs chakra, it eats chakra. Uh, it was able, it's a great way to like fight Jinjuriki when you think about it. Like, I, I, it, when uh, when Kisami was finding uh, Killer B with it, he was able to bring him from stage two back to stage one because it absorbed so much chakra. It's a crazy, crazy blade. And uh, another thing that's really good about it is the way it has like it knows who its user is. So when my guy was fighting against Kasami and took the the blade itself to like uh, trash against the uh, Kasami, the blade like uh, its its handle spikes came out of it just to hurt uh a guy because then you're like my guy is not my user my user is kasami um so it's a it's 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 a crazy powerful sword it's one of my favorites for sure in naruto um so yeah samehara shardskin that's actually a pretty good pick <laughs> like think about it it's a really good pick like h- have you seen samehara in action before yeah i've seen i've seen shardskin use i've seen it in actual fights the one that uh, mainly comes to mind though because, again, when it comes to the actual anime, I haven't really seen a whole lot, except for, uh, like, when it comes to the Shippuden, I haven't seen a whole lot anyway. But I have seen a lot of original Naruto. So the fight that mainly comes to mind for me is, like, the first time they meet up against uh, Guy and Kakashi. Right, 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 Because I don't think he ever uses shark skin when they're fighting against uh, Jiraiya in the hotel. I just I remember Sharkskin being caught in the toad mouth thing, but he just rips out of it. Yeah, it's just uh, <laughs> I feel bad for the toad on that one, honestly. Oh, big time. Uh, but yeah, it absorbs chakra like crazy. Like it's a great battle item. No, yeah, it definitely turns the tide, especially with Kisame being the uh, being the wielder. Now, this wasn't one of my uh, battle items, but when it comes to the Seven Swordsmen of the Mist. For me, probably the most iconic is the Executioner's Blade, Zabza's Blade. But yeah. Shark's, Shark Skin probably is definitely my number two. Shark Skin would disco- destroy uh, the, the Beheading Sword. Oh, yeah, no, without question. But the Executioner Blade for me is just more iconic. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, I just really enjoy it, seeing it in a battle, and it's like, I know Kasami wasn't his first user, and this thing has a whole history behind it with the Seven Swordsmen of the Mist and everything. We see it come back in Boruto. Uh, we know that, uh, basically, Kasami is known as the tailist, uh, tailed beast, uh, and with it, that it definitely like helps him. He becomes one with Samahara at one point, like, there's Shardskin, Kasami is a thing. Um, this thing is, like, has a life of its own, literally, and it, it's a great, 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 great battle item. Okay, now I actually see what you meant when you said the, uh, like, if the weapon was a living thing or had a mind of its own, it, it yeah, yeah, would it count does, as like, well. It does, have a, <laughs> it does have a mind of its own. Literally, there's a one episode. In so, then, yeah. so then I, get, I guess it comes down to, like, would that really be counted as a weapon or would that be counted as a character? I think it's counted as a weapon because it's it's always used as a weapon. We uh, it's always there on Kisama's back. It's a sword. He battles with it. Um, it's, yeah, it's, definitely- not, it's not like it. It's not like it bounces on its hilt, just like smack talking whoever Kisame's fighting, and exactly. Kisame's just like, okay, no, chill out, chill out. <laughs> and there's literally a Rock Lee and his Ninja Pal episodes where they're, like Kiba wants to take Akamaru to a, p- a pet like place to like take care of pets, and like Kisame's there with Samehada, and like he's like, oh, this is my favorite pet store. This is where I come to like leave Samehada and play all day with the other pets, the other dogs. Like it's ridiculous, but it, it it's a great, great, great weapon. Like for sure, amazing battle item. Yeah, no, by far. That that is actually a really good a really good pick. All right, all right, your turn, buddy. 
Mine is actually a sword this time around as well, and it may actually surprise you because this is actually kind of an old school anime. So I'm picking the Tetsaga from Inuyasha. Tetsaga from Inuyasha. Go ahead. You have no idea what that is? No, I haven't watched Inuyasha. Wow. It's actually an older anime that I've seen that you haven't yet. <laughs> um. Anyway... The Tetsaiga is, if you guys don't know, it's a weapon passed down from Inuyasha's father down to him. That came in a pair. There was the Tetsaiga and the the other one. I don't remember what the other uh, sword was actually called, but that went to Inuyasha's brother. But I'm picking the Tetsaiga because um, it, well, I mean, it went to the hero, obviously. But it was also a sword of just sheer power, but when Inuyasha found it, it was just a beatered or a beaten, bent, damaged, broken sword where it's, it had like a whole lot of cracks in it. It was broken down. It basically looked like a really unimpressive katana, which was just like basically hit it really hard against the wall and it would shatter. But when Inuyasha awakens the spirit inside of it, like when he actually calls on the power of the Tetsaiga, it changes into this massive, like, dragon fane-looking blade, which has the power to, like, destroy mountains with a single swipe. And it's just really highly dependent on the user. In this case, it would be Inuyasha. In order to use it, uh, in order to use it right and slice through the wind scar, which that's the ultimate power of the sword. Wow. Okay, that's that's a, that, that's a good yeah. pick. Wow. It, uh, wow. The sword. He hardly ever uses it. Like once he gets the sword, he basically does use it for every fight, but he uses it for like one attack. But like any other time other than that, he always just uh, goes into battle using his claws. And it's just when he does get the sword and when it actually does hit what it's after, it's it's awesome. There's actually probably one weapon in Inuyasha that I actually like better, but I'll save that one for later. Oh, okay, okay, okay. No, it's, it sounds like a really cool sword, and I mean, it's kind of similar in Samahata where it has like a, a spirit inside of it, it has a, some living thing attached to it, and I think that always makes a, cool, a sword or a weapon way more powerful, way cooler just to enjoy because you're not just swinging this thing around. You can really unlock some like deep, deep, deep potential with it, and that's always a plus for me. Yeah, if if it's not just like, okay, I have this sword and then, like, use it and, like, at its core, it's basically just a sword. I mean, I like weapons like that, but at the same time, if there's, like, a higher potential in the weapon that you unlock later on, that's what I fall for. Then again, I'm also a gamer, so stuff like that will immediately get points with me. Yeah, no, no, no for sure, for sure. Uh, that's going to be tough to come after. Uh, I don't know what which one of my picks is going to be good enough for that one. I know one of my next picks, so I'm hoping you don't pick it. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, can I go, or is it? Uh, is there anything else you want to say on the matter? No, nah, unfortunately, Ted Saiga and Inuyasha as a whole, actually, it's been a long time since I've seen them, so I don't have a whole lot more to add. All right, so me turn. You turn. Me <laughs> turn. Okay. I um... get it. It's a driving joke. <laughs> okay, okay. Stop it. You're throwing me off. Uh, I am picking uh, an item, a battle item from uh, Boruto, and I literally despise this item. I think this item should have never been introduced in the series. It's totally poisoning what ninjutsu and being a ninja is. I hate this weapon oh, so much. I know I'm what you're it. picking. 
I'm picking. It's called the Japanese name I, I retrieved was it's Kote, uh, or also known as Gauntlet in English. Um, it's this scientific ninja tool that this scientist in the uh, in Konoha invented, and he it's basically this thing that you strap on your on your on your arm on your wrist, and um, you you capture these little uh, ninjutsus and these pills, like whether it be water release, uh, lightning release, shadow clones, a Rasengan. Like you can produce any nin- ninjutsu whatsoever. And you, it's captured in these pills, and you and you store these pills within this gauntlet. And at any point, you can do, you can weave hand seals to release a specific pill, and the pill will drop, and then you'll release whatever that jutsu is. So uh, there's a thing where uh, Boruto is trying to learn how to do uh, Rasengan and uh, to become a. Uh, Sasuke's uh, student, right? And then Boruto trains, 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 and he managed to do this mini little nothing of a Rasengan. And it's like, oh, okay, that's not really impressive. And then he uses an tool and he gets the Rasengan like that in a second. It's ridiculous. Like, this thing is so advanced. And, um... Uh, just like recently in Boruto, we've seen him use it where he, uh, there's this uh, training exam thing where he uh, the the point is there's the the team of, of three has to protect the flag and Boruto is by himself protecting the flag and the ninjas were basically the opponents were about to capture the flag. So what he does, he uses a, uh, one of the pills to do water release to flood the entire building and then he, he he does lightning release with the same item twice. So he uses it twice in a row. And so obviously water plus electricity, he shocks all the enemy down to the ground. Um, this thing makes it way too easy. He does it and he cheats against Shikadai. In the movie, he gets caught. In the anime right now, he didn't get caught. He used like a, an extra shadow clone. And in the movie, a bunch of shadow clones. Like it's a really, it's a troll, it's a troll, it's a, it's an insult because basically they're saying all this hard work that you've like, uh, uh, tried to accomplish. Um, it can be done scientifically. Like, we don't need to train anymore. Like, it's completely ridiculous. The, the, the point of being a ninja is, like, working hard and being in, uh, and being strong. But now it's, like, handed to you on a silver planter. Like, here, strap this thing on your arm and you're now a ninja. I hate that. I really don't like the fact that that's a thing. And, um, I feel like the scientists had good intentions in the sense of, like, oh, I want to make something good that can help, uh, against enemies. But, like, the thing is, it does not, uh, it makes it too easy. It really makes it too easy. And now in the last episode of uh, Boruto in 59, at the end of uh, the fight against Shikarai, a scientist is like, oh, you really use that item well. Here, have this pill. This pill is really powerful. Uh, use it, like, in a very opportune moment. And apparently, it's a new jutsu that, like, has been added. Like, imagine just, like, having this thing and, like, spamming Amaterasu with it. Like, you could just, like, go... <laughs> Like, screw you guys. You're all, like, burning until, like, I, I feel like... You can't release it anymore, right? Because it's Amaterasu. Like, really bad. Like this is this is not good. We're not going in a good direction here. Like no, not good at all. Okay, so I honestly completely agree with you in saying that the scientific ninja tool is absolute crap, but I have a question. What is your question? If you, if you hate it so much, then why is it on your best anime battle items list? Because I feel like it's uh revolutionary. It really is revolutionary, and it's crazy to think about that all of this hard work that we see, and we see these these Gennings try, uh, work so hard in Naruto, and now we've come to a point where it's like it, it, you can literally grasp it in your hands. Like, the science of it is really crazy when you think about it. Like, this this scientist who, who invented this is a, a genius for doing this. Like, he really revolutionized the way of it, the, 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 the way of the ninja in a sense. Um, I feel like you have to give him props even though it's completely evil and I hate it. You have to, like, respect the hustle. Okay, yeah, you actually do kind of have to respect it. But at the same time, it's just, like, 
Like, you have to respect what's behind it, but at the same time, it's also basically spitting on whatever you had to come across or actually come over in order to actually gain your powers as a ninja. Like, I mean, take Lee, for example. He couldn't... um, Lee couldn't use ninjutsu or genjutsu or anything like that, right? But he still became this kick-ass ninja. And now that this is in the picture, do you really think he's just like... Well, I mean, I... I mean, obviously, Lee Lee is still just like, okay, I've earned this all on my own merit. I don't need it. But at the time, he must have been... Or if that came out when he was just starting, he must have, like, been really quick to just grab that up. Like, haha, now I can use ninjutsu. That's just... No. Like, if you're gonna make... If you're gonna make something like that, at the very least, don't have a character that has literally been through hell and back in order to gain where he is now, like without the crutch of a ninjutsu. I completely agree with you. But the thing is, this thing doesn't have any taijutsu. You can't release a taijutsu attack. Like maybe like there's... Well, no, because taijutsu is all physical power. This is like all ninjutsu and genjutsu. That's what I'm saying. At this point, yeah. But uh, at this point, the techniques that uh, we've seen, uh, we have Rasengan, uh, Waterer-style Orca. uh, Then we have the Shadow Clone Jutsu, the uh, Shadow Possession Jutsu, the Shadow Imitation Jutsu. So Bloodline techniques can be sealed. That's ridiculous. Uh, You have a bunch of Fire Release Jutsu that can be released with this thing as well. Like, imagine if you could, like, release the 8 Gates buff. Like, if there's a way to, like, seal the 8 Inner Gates energy... (laughs) No, no, but I mean, the scientists already went to the point of like of uh, of ninjutsu. What's to say like taijutsu is off the table? It could be. Okay, I honestly like the idea of it having the scrolls to unleash like, say like fireball jutsu or phoenix flower or uh, water dragon stuff like that. Like elemental jutsus, that stuff I can completely kind of get behind. But if you start using uh, bloodline jutsus or the stuff that is like completely unique to a certain character or clan, that's just no. You don't need to do that. It's just like basic okay, imagine imagine this. Imagine the scientific ninja tool having the element inside it, so like a scroll of fire, like you activate it and it just sets fire, right? So you just like send chakra through that and it actually manages to make a jutsu that you can't otherwise do. No, definitely. Like, stuff like that I can completely understand, but being able to like shadow shadow possess or shadow strangle or like actual bloodline traits, no. I no. No, 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 no. No, but this 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 Wikipedia article about the uh about this uh like scientific jutsu has a great great point and like this is something that's really important I think we should discuss. Uh it says the tool was banned uh in the jointly sponsored five great uh, Shinobi countries um, tuning exams by the 7th Hokage Naruto because it was considered as an unfair advantage. Uh, additionally, the exams were a test of, for nurturing young shinobis into better ones and while the Kote did the opposite. You're not nurturing these ninjas into better ones. You're making it easier for them and like they're not gonna... Do you think you hand this thing to Boruto he's gonna train more? He's like, oh no, I can do water release anytime I, I want now. Like, rid- yeah. ridiculous. He's just gonna sit at home, like just like kick back on his bed, on his bed, like no, Boruto, we gotta go. Oh, I'll just send a clown. <laughs> and apparently, it's... Makashi, Makashi, Shish- uh, oh my god, that's right, yeah, uh, Masashi Kishimoto 
He wanted to introduce this before Naruto, apparently. Like, this was a thing he wanted to introduce in Naruto, but he never, there was never a good moment for him. So now in this new generation's Boruto, like, this is a great time to introduce it, um, uh, in his mind. So, I mean, still like a crazy, crazy tool. Um, yeah, that's, that, I feel like we've, we've discussed it enough. If there's anything else you want to add on it, um, go ahead. Nope, I got nothing. After that, I got nothing. Oh, yeah, okay. So your turn, Hotshot. Okay, so. I may be cheating a little bit here, but at the same time, they all kind of do the same thing, but all kind of have a different kind of effect. So, I'm picking the Devil Fruits from One Piece. Okay, uh, I don't watch One Piece. Like you're, you're, you're picking all. I'm of on them? my own. I'm picking all of them because essentially they're the same thing. Where if you bite into or eat a certain one, you get a power. I'm not picking a certain power because you all have to eat it in order to gain it. But, I'm for example, on this one, I'm just going to take the devil fruit that Luffy ate, which is the, uh, I think it was the rubber rubber fruit, or the, bound, no, it was the gum gum fruit, the gum gum fruit, that's the one that Luffy Yeah, that uh, Luffy much ate. I know, that much I know, he ate a piece of okay. gum gum, and now, yeah, yeah, so the gum gum okay. fruit um, is what unlocks his abilities, basically. Yeah, the gum gum fruit had the power of elasticity in it, so... The second that Luffy ate it, he was able to, like, basically become Mr. Fantastic and just stretch really far and basically be immune to certain amounts of pain because he can use elasticity to, like, absorb it. But it it actually comes at a price, especially when you consider One Piece is an anime about pirates. Once you eat it, you can't swim anymore. So you you completely lose the ability to swim, so water can basically instantly kill you. But in return, you get, like, Luffy's gum gum powers, or you get Ace's flame flame powers, which is basically, like, bursting into flames. Uh, Captain Buggy's uh, chop chop powers, you can basically, like, make yourself into a tornado of body parts. Like, swords have no effect on you. Slicing will not kill you at all anymore. Like, there's all these different kinds of abilities and all these different kind of perks, but at the same time... If you're spending your life on the water, you're basically instantly guaranteed death if you go overboard. And whoa, yeah it it has a pretty heavy drawback just because of like where the actual setting is. Like the powers themselves can't hurt you. In fact, you can actually learn more about the powers and actually like get more powers as time goes on. I think the limit for it though is you can eat up to two gum gum or two devil fruits and have both those powers. If you eat a third one, you will die. So, imagine, like, Luffy had... I actually think that's what Luffy did. He had the gum gum fruit, and then, I like, think, like, seven years later or so, he ate uh, his brother's uh, flame flame fruit, so he has rubber and fire now. That's That's crazy. Like, these things are, like, really OP. Oh, yeah, but at the same time, basically everyone has a devil fruit, so they're OP... But only when you consider that basically everyone has it, so it basically evens the playing field. It does even the playing field, but uh, like everyone in Luffy's crew has one? I don't think so. Not not everyone in Luffy's crew has one, no. everyone, Most everyone on his crew uh, has their skills of their own merit, and they are able to take down other captains and everything with Devil Fruits. But most of the or Lugia's, but I honestly don't know what that is. That's why I'm not discussing that. But, um, 
they are able to take them down, but Devil Fruits also give you a massive advantage over most other things. Like no, a Devil I, Fruit I user that. going a Devil Fruit user going up against a Devil Fruit user is essentially like a Nuchiha fighting a Nuchiha. Right. So it they're, so they're, no matter yeah, yeah. Yeah, no matter what you have, it is going to be a fight. No, and I, I totally get that. That sounds really interesting. Uh, the thing with the thing I have with these devil fruits is I feel like they're just too overpowered. Like, and then Luffy has two of them. Like to me, um, it just it feels like it, it's too much. Like these battle items basically become your entire arsenal. When a battle item becomes your entire battle arsenal, like you are very dependent. Like you are not the same battle. Uh, you're not the same fighter you would be without this thing. Like that's too much, in my opinion. Yeah, but I didn't tell you the best part about them. Oh God. If you end up dying, be it water or killed in battle or anything, the gum gum fruit that you consumed then grows back on where devil fruits grow. So basically, if someone kills you, they can take your power. These things are infinite? Yeah. Oh my god. That, that's over overpowered. <laughs> they that's are ridiculous. there forever. That's ridiculous, dude. Dude, have you seen some of the One Piece fights? They are nuts. No, I haven't. I this One Piece is that one anime I just never will watch because there's just too many episodes. And it's still going. I know. <laughs> it's never going to end. I think they're trying it's to ridiculous. get to like I think they're actually trying to get to a thousand episodes, and then they actually might let it die. The thing I, w I was gonna say, like, th like the fact that they're infinite, and the fact that they're basically they become the, the entire uh, fighter's arsenal. Um, I mean, I guess if you are there for the explosive battles and the incredible fights, uh, for sure, this, this is a battle item that you're going to be very grateful for. Uh, but, like, to me, it comes to the point, like, a perfect example, Naruto versus Naruto Shippuden. I prefer the fights in Naruto because they were just, like, way more just, I don't know, what's the word I'm looking for here? They were way Even more battlefield. basic. Yeah, and they, they they didn't have this crazy, like, meteorites and the freaking, like, tail beast bombs and all this stuff. I get that you have to, like, level up the playing field, but, like, I just why like do you the think, basics why do you more. Why do you think my favorite battle, anime battle of all time, is still Lee versus Gara? Yeah, because because that one was, like, the one that, like, it became overpowered, but it was, it, it, it was understandably overpowered. Yeah, because the defense was overpowered, so in order to compensate, you need an attack that's way overpowered. Exactly, exactly. By the way, was this... Was this three or four? This was your fourth one. Okay, so I have one more, you got two more. Exactly. Alright, so on that note, you want to go on ahead? I got, uh, I got mine, and I'm fairly confident that you're not going to take it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to take either of mine either. Um, okay. Right. We, this might be the first podcast where we don't pick all of each other's uh, picks. This is good. I, I swear to God, you say that and you immediately take my last one, I'm going to be so pissed. I'm picking from Sword Art Online. Okay, no, you're good. <laughs> I'm picking a very... Uh, it's not a, the flashiest sword from Sword Art Online. I'm picking the Sword Breaker. So... This is a uh, blade that Kirito used uh, and then decided to not use anymore. Uh, basically, uh, it, the front of the of this sword is just like uh, a regular blade, and the back of it has these. Uh, what's what's the best shape to describe them? Um, I'm trying to think of. Uh, I wouldn't say like spades. Um, it's basically um, these. Tr 
I would almost say like these closed triangles, right? Uh, the back of the blade has these closed triangles, and if you catch your opponent's blade in any of those slots, you can uh, you can break it. That's why it's called sword breaker. So use use properly. Like let's say you flip the blade back, and someone's gonna slash at you, and you catch the blade, you can break their blade with the sword breaker. That's the, that's the, like the key of of that of this of this sword. It's if it if it's used properly, you can really like destroy someone's battle item. Basically, um, the reason why Kirito like decided not to use it again, uh, like he dropped the, that, that sword is because uh, it has very low offensive abilities. Like it's just a, the front blade of it is just a regular blade, so there's not much to it. The gimmick to this thing is that it can break swords so that's that's the big flashy thing about it and i i just think that's really cool you really you immobilize your opponent's arsenal in a sense with this and like you can really this is one of those blades where uh, you don't have to be the best fighter and if you're able to like break your opponent's swords one after the other you basically like guarantee yourself a win yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> i don't know like, like do you think it's like that's, all i gotta say on it is yeah, <laughs> but do do you think that's a cool gimmick? The the fact that you can break the people's sword like in the with the uh, the back of the blade is like these slots where you can break the person's sword. Basically, if you break an opponent's weapon, you have immediate like winning conditions unless they're able to turn the tide the tide on you in the blink of an eye. So yeah, I'm gonna say that is that's a pretty impressive feat, honestly, being able to break your break whatever they're attacking you with. That's basically the, the, the catch of this weapon. Like, it's it's a bit of a one-trick pony. If you're able to, like, work your way around it, then you're good. Um, but, I mean, I wasn't expecting, like, a big, crazy conversation with this one and, like, the, the Boruto one. So, if you have anything else to say, uh, please go to your next pick, Hotshot. I got nothing else. <laughs> Alright, so, this is my fifth and final pick, and for this one... I was actually having trouble picking between two. I'll I'll tell you what the other one was after we're all done and maybe give like a little bit of a preview on it, but the one that I ended up picking is stripes and backlace from Panty and Stocking. Ooh, go ahead. So stripes and uh stripes and backlace are actually the weapons used by Panty and Stocking. Backlace is Panty's Panties, which turns into a gun in her angel form. And Stripes is actually uh, stocking stockings, which turned into swords. So, the reason that, I, that I'm picking both of them, though, instead of, like, just one, is because, yeah, it is pretty much their entire arsenal, though they can fight without them. Um, especially when it comes to backlace, because Pan, um, Panny can use hers for to make her gun to make backlace. But at the same time, she can use other pairs of underwear to make different kinds of guns. We see an episode I want to say is basically a parody of, like, The Naked Mile, which um, Panty is just stealing a whole bunch of underwear from, like, a whole bunch of guys, and it comes out as different weapons. There's, like, one that comes out as a gun that fires backwards, one that comes out as, like, one that's just limp, and then she steals the uh, underwear from the main guy character, and it is a mega shotgun. (laughs) So, basically, all these weapons will immediately... or all the former weapons won't really do a whole lot, but the shotgun and the fact that Panty's able to make other different kinds of weapons with different kinds of underwear, it gives her a massive advantage. And Stalking uses her swords, which she can fight without, but when she does use them, you better watch out. And those are the two that I those are the two that I'm picking, or technically one because they are the same thing because they need the same thing in order to activate. 
though there are a, a different pair used by the Demon Sisters, Scanny and Nisox. I don't know the actual weapons names, but um, Scanny uses two pairs, and she ends up having like two like old Western style revolvers, and Nisox uses hers as twin size. So. I'm calling them weapons because, yeah, or I'm calling them items because, yeah, they are weapons, but at the same time, they are pairs of clothing that turn into weapons. Wow. Um, that's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how to, how to process that. It's like... Oh, come on. I mean, we have we have Soul Eater, which actual living people turn into weapons. No, I know, but, like, actual clothing? Like, that's that's crazy. <laughs> that's so, really yeah, te- technically it still counts as an item. <laughs> it literally is an item. And yeah, an article of clothing. So yeah, I win. <laughs> Literally, um, you, I'm trying to like, have you, process have you, this. Have you seen yeah. Panty and Stocking yet? No, I don't want to. I don't. No, that's the one. I, I'm like, eh, I don't want to watch that. Oh, okay. So I guess I'm the one that watches like the more like raunchier, screwed up anime, and you're the one that no, watches de- the ones. You that definitely I are. Them. That's that's for sure. <laughs> Let's close it out with my final pick. Uh, right, I, I do have my I do have my one honorable mention that I want to bring up after yours. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. All right, so I'm picking from Yu Yu Hakusho. Naturally, I don't yes, think we've naturally. done a single anime list that you haven't picked a Yu Yu Hakusho thing from. <laughs> 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 okay, so uh, I'm picking. It's one of the uh, seven uh, spirit uh, spirit detective tools. It's the third one, and it's called the Concentration Ring. It's one of these, uh, it's this ring that you put on your finger when you want to use a spirit gun, and it increases the output of the spirit gun tremendously, but it drains your spirit energy tremendously as well. So it's basically like this booster of a ring uh, to make the spirit gun like way more powerful, and the the point of this, Bot- Botan gives us Yusuke as a, as a means to like train his uh uh, his ener- his spirit energy pool and as a way to become a barrier spirit detective these these tools are like very essential to him um and so the one time he uses it he uses it against the first villain that he comes across i'm trying to remember uh, it was like goki or gookie the name of the villain and the first time he spirits guns him it doesn't do anything so what he does he uses a spirit grant the spirit ring and then he spirits guns the, uh, Goki uh, point blank in the face with the spirit ring and that like destroys uh, Goki but at the same time it reduces uh, um, Yusuke's spirit energy all the way down to zero so he learns to deal with his spirit energy way more so th- what's cool about this item it, it's kind of a, a, a of a learning curve there's a learning curve to it you mean if you're like uh, hot headed hot blooded and kind of like Yusuke and you'll just use it and you'll be like trigger happy with your finger and boom shoot like you'll be like oh man like that was a bad idea like oh, my stocks are down so it kind of learn. it's a way for him to learn to not go crazy with it at first and just to kind of build up his energy and he comes to a point when he becomes an S class demon like if he used this with it on the super spirit gun like forget about it like this would be like the biggest spirit gun ever uh it would be insane so that's why uh i'm picking that one nice <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah again you you hawk show topic i don't really have a whole lot to add on to it but i can see why you picked it <laughs> right, right right um i don't know do like do any of your like battle items have a thing where there's a, a there's a learning curve to them i want to say if any of them do it's probably tetsaiga because because, because Inyasha needs to learn how to actually like call forth on it and actually control the power. Because yeah, basically when he's able to like summon the wind scar, 
he has to learn how to, like, actually hit it precisely instead of just wailing frantically like he usually does. So he actually has right, to right. learn with it, and once he actually learns it, he can unlock the actual true power behind it. No, I hear you on that. Um, I feel like uh, this one is, like, the complete opposite of the Boruto one, where, like, this one, like... Like promotes learning. This one you have. This one you have to learn how to use. And the Boruto one is just, oh, hey, I can do this now. <laughs> yeah, it's not like, oh, spend spirit guns now. <laughs> it's like infinite Rasengan spirit guns. <laughs> oh just like God. shooting, just like shooting finger guns, but instead of spirit guns, it's just like a barrage of Rasengan coming out. <laughs> that would actually... Ridiculous. That would that would be ridiculous, but at the same time, this is anime we're talking about. They probably would do that. Yeah, that's true, that's true. Uh, okay, so what is your honorable mention, Hotshot? Alright, so I didn't bring this one up, and I talked about Backwaste and Stripes instead, because I don't really have a whole lot of information on this one, but I do know for a fact that you're going to know what this is. I'm picking the Power Pole from Dragon Ball. From OG Dragon oh, Ball. Of course, the power pole. Yeah, no, no, great. The, 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 uh, great, great. Yes, yes, go ahead. Unfortunately, the only information that I have on it, because I haven't watched a lot of the OG Dragon Ball, is that Goku says power pole extend. It's a pole that extends and is able to, like, wipe down entire buildings with a single swoop. And that's all I got. I think he got it from his grandpa. Is that right? Yes, he did. Gohan, okay. Grandpa Gohan. Okay. So unfortunately, that's all the information I have on it. That's why I didn't uh, bring it up, and is why it's an honorable mention instead. But at the same time, as a um, as a kid, I did have a uh, Dragon Ball VHS, and the power pole was all over it. And it's just, even though I don't know a whole lot about it, it's still nostalgic to me. <laughs> I remember when he uses it to go from Corn's. Uh like tower all the way to Kami's lookout. He uses the power pole like he plugs it into the Corn's tower and then it, it flies him all the way to Kami's lookout. So the power pole obviously a great great battle item and extends and it like it really screws people up. Like if you get whacked by that thing, it will hurt tremendously. Yeah. It's kind of like um like when Goku used it in OG Dragon Ball it kind of remind me of uh DBZ abridged uh Kaioken's joke. Like, however they say, Kyle can, and then the guy's like, Kyle, what? Basically, whenever Goku says power pole extend, the guys have absolutely no idea how to react and always get hit by it. Oh my god, you know what? I'm just having this nostalgia flashback of, like, Kid Goku on the flying Nimbus with the power pole. <laughs> with Kid Chi-Chi, like, right behind him. Oh my god, like, stop it. Like, like, running, trying to catch up with him on the Nimbus. Yeah, oh, good times. Good show. Good, oh, such yeah. a good show. Yeah, I think the the VHS I had had, like, the Ox King and Chi-Chi and, like, original Roji with the Kamehameha. Uh, it's just, that, 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 that's, like, some of the best anime that will ever exist. Well, what, yeah, why do you think it's still going, technically? <laughs> no, it is Dragon Ball Super Movie this December, guys. Wait, it's coming back this December or it's over? No, it, this December there's a Dragon Ball Super Movie c coming back. <laughs> it's about uh, the history of the Saiyans and it's gonna have Frieza in it it's like a continuation wow, okay. from this the series power. the series um Dragon Ball like yeah it's been called like Dragon Ball Dragon Ball Z Dragon Ball GT Dragon Ball Super what have you yeah that we say One Piece has has never stopped no Dragon Ball has never stopped and it's probably never going to no, stop Dr Dr Dragon Ball had a really long break like like 10 year break 
Well, yeah, but it came back. <laughs> yeah, but One Piece never had a 10-year break. That's actually a fair point. One Piece has been going on this entire time. Yeah. After that's, Dragon that's Ball Super, mean. after Dragon Ball Super, they're going to have Dragon Ball Ultra. Yeah, basically. I think there's or a Dragon or Ultra. Dragon Ball Beyond Ultra where Goku there's, finally there's fights against all. There's a thing all called Might. Dragon Ball Ultra. There's, I know Dragon Ball Ultra is a thing. I was just making a joke where Goku would have the chance to fight All Might, but wow, it's an actual thing. <laughs> Apparently. All right. So um, my honorable mention, and I did not want to put this in because I don't think it's like straight up a battle item, but it can be used as a battle item. And that would be the death note. Yeah, I was actually thinking about putting that on my list, too. But at the same time, that's all he uses. Like, that's all light uses, I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean, for the people who don't know, wow, uh, you think of a person's face, you write down their name uh, properly with no spelling mistakes in the death note, and they die 40 seconds later of a heart attack. You can control the time of death, the reason of death, and it's a way to really, like, take out anyone you want. Then you have Shinigami eyes, and that's a thing where you don't even need to see a person's name. You can just look at their face, and you'll know their I wouldn't even really call it, like, if we did put it on a list, I wouldn't even call it a battle item, because he doesn't fight with it. It just immediately kills. Right, right, right. But it can be used in a battle scenario. It can be used in a battle scenario if you're, like, able to write down quickly. If, like, you're getting jumped in an alley with Shinigami eyes, and you just quickly write down his name. But at the same time, it's really impractical in, like, a... Like, it's practical in the sense of, like, you can go home, write in your journal, and then, like, kill one by one. But in a battle where time is more consistent of seconds than minutes, that's not really going to do you a whole lot of good if whoever's fighting you, like, has a gun, or is it faster than you, or whatever. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, all I can think of when you said the alley thing is like the last episode of Death Note where, spoiler alert, uh, Light, uh, you know, gets caught and he pulls on his watch to write down Nate River, which is Nier's name, and then Masuda just shoots him a bunch of times. He's like, you're not writing anyone's name down anymore. And then Light's like, Matsuda, you idiot! And then just bang, 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 And then Ryo writes his name down. But yeah, we all know how that goes. Okay, Hotshot, do you want to tell us what your list was and then I'll go? Yeah, sure. Alright, guys, so my list was the Sensu Bean, Food Pills, Tetsaiga, uh... The Devil Fruit? Devil Fruit. <laughs> Sorry. Devil Fruit and Backlace and, spi- and Stripes. From Panning Stocking. From Panning and Stocking. And with an honorable mention of Goku's Power Pole. Yes, so... Bow my- bow wow. Oh my god. <laughs> my list was um, Samahada from Naruto, Nakote from Boruto, uh, Potaras from uh, Dragon Ball Z, I guess, and Super. <laughs> Swordbreaker from. Yeah, there's so many Dragon Balls. Swordbreaker from Sora Online, and the Concentration Ring from Yu Yu Hakusho. And I also had the honorable mention of the somewhat like a battle item of the Death Note. Um, so, any final thoughts, Hot Job, before we close this out? My list is better than yours. Let us know in the comments which list is better. <laughs> and let us know who you like better. Who's funnier? Who's better looking? Oh my god. Um, <laughs> um, I was who's gonna, more I was... Canadian? <laughs> more Canadian. I, really want, I really want them to comment that I'm more Canadian than you. I'll, I'll leave the comment myself. <laughs> I'll put it in a tweet for you. Yay, you're the best. Alright, alright. Any final thoughts, Hotshot? I got nothing. All right, I all right. said, I so said much. all I need to say. 
Yeah, okay. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Anime Podcasters. Uh, really appreciate it. Uh, I think we had some pretty good battle items. A lot of mine were swords, so, you know, battle items. Um, I, I had two! I yeah, had I two swords! What... You didn't have two swords. I had more swords. Uh, so that means half of the were swords. <laughs> I had a gun, though, so... Yeah, that's true. Um, Hotshot, where can people find you on the internet? What corner of the internet are you on today? I'm in the darkest parts of the internet. You guys can find me here on Giant Music Channel with Anime Podcast. Okay, how is my channel the darkest <laughs> part of the internet? Shh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> I hate you. I love you. You guys can go <laughs> ahead and find me here on Giant Music Channel. You can also find me over on another YouTube channel called Wolf's Pine, which is me and a bunch of other friends. You guys can go ahead and find me on a, yet another channel, my channel, called Hotshot Ginger. And you guys can go over and find me on Twitter, at Caution Ginger. And I'm basically everywhere you look, even if you blink. I'm um, there. Has, Wol- has Wolf's Pine, like, started, or is that going to be in a bit? Wolf's, Wolf's Pine has started. Right now, it's just my friends, like, taking off on it. I'm trying to find time where I can record with them. But How many episodes so far? I want to say we have two or three episodes of our, I don't want to say our main guy, but essentially our captain doing a Let's Play of the God of War series. So, yeah, go ahead and check him out, and I will be over there later on, like, playing stuff like Injustice or Fortnite or Overwatch or anything with him online. Awesome. Uh, does Wolf Pine have a Twitter or anything you want to plug for that, or not yet? I, I don't think we have a Twitter yet. We do have a Facebook page, though, called Wolf's Pine. Okay, so go check out Wolf's Pine and go support them. Tell them I sent you. And for myself, uh, you can uh, find me on Twitter at Giant Music. You can f- subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com backslash Giant Music. Facebook page is facebook.com backslash Giant Music. And if you become a Giant Music patron, you can have access to the patron-only podcast. So that's patreon.com backslash Giant Music. And make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play now. We're on Google Play. Just a reminder, Woo-hoo. we're on Google Play and I'm working on getting the podcast on Spotify as well. That's going to be really cool. And, I really want uh, someone to just go, okay, Google, play Anime Podcasters. Yeah, it's literally, you can literally do that. Google, play Anime Podcasters, and then you'll hear the very first episode of me, Kiel, doing Naruto. <laughs> Kiel being like, uh, I like Naruto, and I'm like, I also like Naruto. <laughs> <laughs> We've come a long way. You've oh upgraded God, your first episode, yeah. You've upgraded your co-star, so... <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to comment on that. <laughs> um, and also, guys, uh, talking about co-stars and guests, um, we have one special guest locked down for sure uh, this summer, and we're going to have other ones coming. So if you have anyone you want to have on, as a guest on the podcast, uh, please let me know on Twitter, and I will try to reach out to them. I'm not going to guarantee anything. Uh, I love the people you guys are leaving. Like Someone's like, I right, could you do a podcast with the anime man? I'm like, I could try contacting him. If, chances are he's not going to reply to me. Um, <laughs> so... Just keep that in mind, guys. Um, it's, like, so, could you do, it's like, could you do a podcast with Aki Dearest? We don't know how to get a hold of her. <laughs> we could try just spamming her Twitter or something. That'd be crazy. All right, guys. Oh, thank you so I much. will be all over that. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for the uh, love, and we will see you in the next episode of Anime Podcasters. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.